Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now, the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. What should we do, ladies and gentlemen, when we have committee chairmen in the House of Representatives led by Nadler and Schiff, who have hijacked our government, who are crippling the presidency, who are destroying the agenda the President of the United States ran on and won? who are using taxpayer dollars to conduct opposition research. And I'm going to get into this more deeply. You're going to be shocked in a minute. And who are perverting the impeachment clause of the Constitution of the United States. What do we do about this? Well, we did elect some Republicans to the House of Representatives, didn't we? Well, what do they plan to do about this? Well, they're in the minority. Well, what Gerald Nadler has been doing, and if they would put together the portfolio, the brief against Nadler, they'd have a perfect ethics complaint against the man. He has conspired on impeachment from day one. Schiff has conspired with witnesses and others from day one. They are both leakers. Why is it that the Republican leadership in the House of Representatives doesn't put together a powerful brief to file with the Ethics Committee against these committee chairmen? Do they fear having briefs filed against themselves? And the Republicans shouldn't participate in this. This breach of faith with the American people, the betrayal of our constitutional order. Just sit there and whine in the committees? No. No, this calls for a heightened level of opposition. The Democrats say resistance against Trump. Well, what will the Republicans have resistance against these chairmen in the House of Representatives? I studied this list of 81 names being targeted by the House Judiciary Committee. It includes campaign officials, the president's campaign chairman for 2020, the president's campaign chairman in 2016. It includes the president's pollster. It includes multiple members of Trump's business organization. It includes lawyers for Donald Trump. It includes his former counsel at the White House. It includes lawyers who advised Donald Trump during his business activities. It includes certain of his spokesmen. It includes certain of his secretaries and executive assistants. It includes family members. You understand, in their pot-smoke-filled back rooms, what the Democrats have done here. They have decided like a military operation, like a Democrat terrorist operation, 
to hit the president from every angle, to overwhelm him, to overwhelm his family, to overwhelm his businesses, to attack executives, secretaries, everything in between. And for what? They're using our tax dollars. Our tax dollars to conduct these activities. It's not enough for the Republican leader in the House to go on TV and say that Gerald Nadler wanted Trump's impeachment from day one. What the hell is he going to do about it? How is it that the Democrats, when they're in the minority, know exactly how to throw the political equivalent of Molotov cocktails? But the Republicans don't. How is it when the Democrats were in the minority, they and their front groups in the nonprofit world managed to get Devin Nunes to recuse himself for months while they filed an ethics complaint against him? Where are the Republicans? Where are their brass knuckles and other brass stuff? This is an unconscionable attack on the Republic. Not just the president in the office of the presidency. This is an unconscionable attack on the republic. And if it's let, they leave it to stand like this. If it's left to stand like this, the precedent will be disastrous. Disastrous. Of the 81 people they've targeted, they've targeted Alan Garton, chief legal counsel for the Trump Organization. He's a lawyer. What do they expect this lawyer to do? To show up with files, with texts, with emails? They're going after this group, Cambridge Analytica. I know nothing of Cambridge Analytica, but what I've read in the left-wing media. But apparently it's some kind of data company that assisted the president in his election. So they must destroy it. They have targeted the chief financial officer of the Trump organization, who's worked for the Trump family for decades. They have targeted a private corporation, American Media Inc. of the National Enquirer and so forth. I'm sure there'll be no cause and have not been about the First Amendment and the abuse, whether you like the National Enquirer or not. Among others, they've targeted Chief of Staff to former White House Counsel Donald McGahn. They have targeted Brad Parscale, the current campaign manager to the President of the United States for his re-election, and the former head of his digital operations. Multiple executives at Cambridge Analytica. They're trying to cripple that operation if it even exists anymore. They are targeting yet again Carter Page. Carter Page. Corey Lewandowski, Trump's campaign chairman in 2016. David Pecker, the chairman of the American Media Inc. That would be like the Republicans targeting the head of some left-wing or even mainstream so-called news organization. The First Amendment's the First Amendment. They're going to bring in witnesses from the Department of Justice to attack the president, to accuse him of obstruction. Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, among others. They're going to bring in Donald McGahn. Don McGahn, who was White House counsel. Donald Trump Jr. Incredible. 
Incredible. Eric Trump, his two sons, they're going to bring in members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who will stitch together their lies, people who should be in prison or at least under criminal investigation, and some of them are. They're going to bring in the man who headed the coup, Andrew McCabe, a man who leaked to the New York Times, James Comey, among others. Who else? The Flynn Intel Group will be investigated. Michael Flynn's organization. They want Michael Flynn. They want Michael Flynn Jr., his son. His son. Jared Kushner. So they want the president's two sons and his son-in-law. And Nadler has threatened to include Ivanka Trump on his list. No other president is treated this way. No other president to have his family dragged through the mud like this. Jay Sekulow, the president's counsel in dealing with Mueller, they expect him to testify. Unbelievable, folks. I hope you're listening. They're going to bring in the lawyer who is the lawyer for Stormy Daniels and former Playboy model Karen McDougal to humiliate the president. This is the lawyer who entered into the non-disclosure agreements with the president's lawyers. What possible oversight responsibility in any of these respects does Congress have under Article 1? None. Mark Corallo who had previously been a spokesman for Trump's legal team. They want to talk to him. The executive vice president of the Trump organization, Matthew Calamari, who was also a Trump bodyguard. They want to talk to him. Incredible, is it not? Oh, there's more. Paul Erickson, a political conservative operative and so-called boyfriend of Maria Butina. Peter Smith's estate. He's a longtime GOP operative who died by suicide last year. He reported released thousands of dollars to try to obtain emails he believed were stolen from Hillary Clinton. What are they going to do? Have a seance? They want to bring in a radio host by the name, I don't know the guy, by the name of Randy Credico. They want to bring in Rince Priebus, the former head of the RNC and chief of staff to the president of the United States. Rona Graff, longtime secretary of Trump organization. They want to bring in his former secretary. Want to hear more? Ronald Lieberman, an executive vice president of the Trump organization. Sean Spicer, former communications director at the RNC and previously press secretary to the president of the United States. Unbelievable, I say. The Trump campaign, they want to investigate. The Trump Foundation, they want to investigate. The Trump Organization, they want to investigate. The Trump Transition, they want to investigate. The 58th Presidential Inaugural Committee, they want to investigate. Remarkable. Kushner Companies. The companies that are owned by... 
Jared Kushner and his family. They want to investigate the National Rifle Association. They are investigating. The National Rifle Association. Tom Fabrizio, who was a pollster to the Trump campaign in 2016. You see the breadth of the Democrat terrorist attack on the president of the United States. You see the breadth of what they're trying to do here. Anybody, Trump supporter or not, should be outraged by this unconscionable abuse of power, abuse of the taxpayers' dollars, abuse of federal staff, abuse of the House of Representatives and the committee. Everybody should be offended by the effort to so burden this presidency, burden his family, burden his businesses, burden his staff in the private sector and the public sector. That the goal here is to burn down the country in order to gain power. The same mentality when it comes to policies like the Green New Deal and open borders and a marginal tax rate of 90% and a wealth tax and all the rest of it. These people are not our adversaries. They are our enemies. They are the enemy of patriotism. They're the enemy of Americanism. They're the enemy of constitutionalism. These are truly sick people who are power-obsessed, who will do anything for power, even if it means destroying our beloved country. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College, for all they do to try and maintain the greatness of America. You know, most colleges have enough trouble maintaining the greatness on their own campuses, and they have declined, and they have fallen into cultural rot. Not Hillsdale College. It's a special place. And now they reach out to all citizens of the country to spread the word of liberty, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, capitalism, all the great things that make America what she is today. And now that Congress is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our liberty, doesn't it? Yours and mine. But too many representatives don't know how to preserve liberty, and too many of them don't care. We call them progressives. But I'm not interested in the progressives. I'm interested in you, we the people. It's up to we the people to retain what we have earned and to retain what we have received from our founding fathers. And our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty like the rest of us. And you can take their excellent online course for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore. Learn about liberty, the Declaration, the Constitution. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on the leadership of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. They have many tools at their disposal. Many. Newt Gingrich showed us when he was in the minority. The Democrats showed us when they were in the minority, including Shiftless. Now, what are they going to do? Not just to protect the president and the office of the presidency, although 
that would be enough. But to protect us and our franchise, to protect our Constitution, to protect our tax dollars that go to Washington, D.C. for this nonsense. The Democrats don't get to willy-nilly destroy individuals, bankrupt individuals, destroy businesses on our dime and on our time. They may get elected from these dark blue areas of the country, but as a collective, they work for us. We pay for every damn light bulb in that building, every damn roll of toilet paper in that building, every damn pencil, piece of paper, and pen in that building. All of it. All of it. And some of us pay more than others. We have China on the move, Russia on the move, Iran on the move. We've got enemies all over the world. We've got big issues in this country that need to be addressed. I don't mean by destroying the country. I mean by embracing the country. We're always spending time on the left's agenda. How to help the illegal alien. How to trash the cops. How to undermine the military. How to destroy Trump. Always their agenda becomes our reality. Well, that shouldn't be the case. Meanwhile, the media are playing their role not only in prodding and promoting what the hate America Democrats are doing, but almost as a chorus going after Fox News. If you don't like Fox News, don't watch Fox News. But that's not enough. They want to put them out of business. They want to shame them. They want to separate the news division from the opinion division. I don't mean in terms of reporting and speaking. I mean they want to turn the house against each other, a divided house. And some are playing the game. We don't need lectures from MSNBC and CNN on objectivity when it comes to news. Is this a joke? We don't need lectures from NBC, CBS, and ABC on objectivity when it comes to news. As I said last night, Fox is the most transparent media organization in the country. It doesn't pretend to be what it is not. It has an opinion side and a news side. And I dare you to tell that distinction, to figure out that distinction over at CNN and MSNBC. I dare you to find that distinction in the New York Times. I dare you to find that distinction at the Washington Post or the big networks. You won't find it. The editorial page and the news page, exactly the same. Exactly the same agenda. Who are the commentators and who are the news anchors over at CNN? What's Jake Tapper? Can you tell me? What's Chris Cuomo? Go right down the list. You can't tell. How about Andrea Mitchell? What is she? Is she a reporter or is she a commentator? That's the difference. They lie. Fox does not. I'll be right back.
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the new congressional leadership is on a course to impede our liberty, your liberty and mine and the future liberty of your children and your grandchildren. Many of our representatives simply don't understand or care about the critical imperative to preserve our liberty. And it would seem that some of these so-called progressives actually seek to kill it. And these progressives are quite unlikely to understand or learn these things, which is why we have to. We need to overcome them. Our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check and be Being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. Now, to help us understand this critical issue for a limited time, my friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. I encourage you to check out this course, but not just you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors. Spread the word of liberty like Hillsdale College is. Hillsdale is on an important mission to restore liberty in our great country. And for a limited time, you can take their excellent and enlightening online courses for free. I urge you to sign up right now for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't work anymore. Learn more about liberty. Spread the word. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Oh, no, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand. The Democrats just want to make sure that the president's not obstructing justice. The Democrats just want to make sure that the president isn't bought and paid for by the Russians. Presidents just want to make sure, the Democrats just want to make sure our government's functioning properly, don't you know? The Democrat Party is an institution for most of its existence, not all, but most, has been damnable, damnable when it comes to America. Whether it's slavery or segregation and Jim Crow whether it's undermining our defense, our ability to support our military, whether it's trashing law enforcement, open borders. This is a party hell-bent on rejecting the principles of the Declaration of Independence because that's what progressivism is all about. I'm happy to debate anybody on this. They reject the confines of the Constitution. Just listen to their proposals. They borrow an ideology that is a foreign ideology. They open our doors to people coming into this country. Fine, but they don't want them vetted. They have no respect for the principles of this country while they wave them around. And there's only one principle the media pretend to be respectful of, and that's freedom of the press, while they destroy freedom of the press. While they destroy it. We have a proposed resolution that's going to be voted on tomorrow, written by the Democrat leadership. That's a joke. A joke. And what it demonstrates is the Democrat Party is not prepared to call out its bigots. It's never been prepared to call out its bigots. Never. It has tolerated its bigots For generations, until they find them politically problematic, and then they are expedient in rejecting them. But they tolerate them for a long, long time. 
like Ilian Omar, a bigot and an anti-Semite. But before I get to that, and I will, because we continue to drive this point home. Now, the Democrats think you're stupid like their constituency, but you're not stupid like their constituency, which is why you're not one of them. Which is why you're not one of them. So they're going to do this uh, this fan dance. David Harsani, uh, senior editor at The Federalist, he is a tremendous writer and a great thinker. Says liberals do their best to deflect and dilute Ilhan Omar's bigotry. So the temperature was rising on her bigotry and for the Democrat Party to do something. And this is what they pretend to do. The Democrats draft measure condemning anti-Semitism, which the House will vote on Wednesday, is a useless and transparent attempt to distract from a serious problem. The melodramatic resolution mentions Alfred Dreyfus, Leo Frank, Henry Ford, and anti-Muslim bigotry. Because, hey, even when Jews are being smeared, it's about Islamophobia. But not once does it condemn Representative Ilhan Omar or the strain of Jew hatred she is helping normalize on the left. The resolution, teeming with useless platitudes, is one that even Omar could probably support. Omar argues that American democracy is built on debate and that she should not be expected to have allegiance and pledge support to a foreign country in order to serve my country and Congress or serve on committee, she said. No decent person disagrees with this comment in theory, and no sane person believes this contention perpetually repeated by anti-Israel progressives is true of Omar. No one asked her or anyone else to pledge allegiance to any foreign nation. It's her belief that supporting the Jewish state, a longtime ideological and geopolitical ally of the United States, is an act of dual loyalty, either by Jews themselves or by those they've hypnotized, she said, to do evil for them. She is the one who accuses Jewish Americans, a group that has played a robust role in the nation's civic life for a long time, of doing the bidding of a foreign nation to the... (laughs) to the detriment of their own. Just as no one is forcing Omar to take a position on Israel, no one is attacking our right to free speech. This isn't Gaza or Eritrea or a country Omar recently visited and was quite impressed by, where a dictatorship can arrest and torture citizens for taking unpopular positions. Here others are allowed to call her out also. If Omar's moral compass tells her to advocate for terrorists and theocrats, She's free to do so. Americans are likewise free to point it out. And it's worth remembering there was only a handful of Jewish Democrats like Elliot Engel objected to Omar's comments that forced Pelosi to act or rather pretend to act. And I might amend this for him. It wasn't that. It was this program that's been pouring the pressure on day in and day out day in and day out, to expose the Democrat Party. Even now, a number of pundits on the left, including columnists for the Washington Post and the Atlantic, argue that Omar, as well as fellow anti-Semite Representative Rashida Tlaib, operate within the parameters of acceptable debate. Or that the New York Times' alleged anti-Semitism expert, Jonathan Weissman, 
who's probably never met a leftist Jew hater he won't defend. Then again, his newspaper has a rich history on this front. Omar could read portions of the Hamas charter into the congressional record. And the New York Times would tell us her latest remarks on Israel draw criticism. Another tactic taken up by Democrats is trolling for supposedly anti-Semitic comments by Republicans to deflect and dilute the attention on Omar. On Monday, Democrats found only one such straw man when the ranking member of the Oversight Committee, Jim Jordan, spelled liberal donor Tom Steyer's name with a dollar sign in a tweet. Liberals across the media quickly took up the cause. Gee whiz, what if Ilian Omar had done this? Well, if Omar had inserted a dollar sign into the name of a supposedly Jewish donor, considering her history, we'd have to assume she was clumsily trying to make another bigoted comment. But generally speaking, there's absolutely nothing anti-Semitic about pointing out that Steyer and other activist billionaires spend millions every cycle helping political causes. Steyer, perhaps more than any other activist in the nation, in fact, is known for advocating for the impeachment of Donald Trump. So when House Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler issued document requests from 81 people and organizations in a massive trolling investigation for obstruction, Jordan reacted, as people in both political parties have always reacted, accusing the other party of being bought by a big donor and special interests. In any event, according to this men's journal feature, Steyer grew up with a non-practicing Jewish dad and became involved in the Episcopal Church when he was 40. I certainly no idea that Steyer had any Jewish background, he writes. Surname isn't Jewish. He's not a supporter of Jewish causes. If anything, he's been a longtime supporter of anti-Israel candidates and organizations. Democrats who hear dog whistles at every mention of globalist or whenever sugar daddies like George Soros are criticized can't get their ire up when one of their own tr- drops tropes that sound like they've been pulled from protocols of the elders of Zion. As a wise person on Twitter recently pointed out, for Democrats, Steyer is Jewish, Soros is Jewish, Obama is Jewish, but Sheldon Adelson isn't. Now, Congress, of course, really has no business setting guidelines for acceptable political speech, he says. Pelosi does, however, have the power to name committee appointees. And with the power, she decided to place a doltish Jew hater with radical positions and absolutely no relevant experience on the House Foreign Affairs Committee to appease the growing anti-Israel contingent in her party. She did this knowing about Obama's history of anti-Semitic tweets, radicalism, and support of Hamas. Last week, after Omar had been subjected to a slap on the wrist and offered a sham apology, Pelosi was mugging on the cover of the celebratory issue of Rolling Stone magazine with her and her beastie apologist, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. These are, quote, women shaping the future, unquote, says Rolling Stone. Yes, that is Pelosi's legacy. But coming to the defense of the bigot anti-Semite Omar is the New York Times. Nobody has spent more exposing the New York Times than I. The New York Times, all through the Holocaust, self-censored, didn't want the American people to know too much. Was afraid the American people might not buy their newspaper. They might not want to hear about the ovens. 
They might not want to hear about the mass executions. They might not want to hear about the experiments and the death camps. So the New York Times sat on it. And to the extent it reported any of it, it pushed it to the back pages, despite the fact that its ownership was Jewish. It sat on the greatest human catastrophe in a hundred years. That paper of record, all that's fit to print. And now they come to the defense of Ilyan Omar, no surprise there. Just as they come to the defense of Hamas and the Gaza Strip. Cheryl Gay Stolberg, that's her name. Two pieces. One on March 4th. Ilhan Omar's criticism raises the question, is AIPAC too powerful? And then March 5th, House's anti-Semitism resolution surfaces generational fight over Ilhan Omar. If Ilhan Omar's name was David Duke, she wouldn't be writing this. If Ilhan Omar's name was David Duke, she wouldn't be talking about the power of the Klan if Ilhan Omar's name was David Duke, they wouldn't talking about a generational fight, would they? There'd be editorial after editorial, op-ed after op-ed, newspaper uh, article after news article, damning her, rather than defending her through the back door. Welcome to modern liberalism, ladies and gentlemen. Let me ask you a question. And I've asked it before. If you ran a business that covered up what the Third Reich was doing to the Jews, would you be considered thereafter? After it was known that you did that, would you be considered the greatest business on the face of the earth? Would people want to do business with you? Would people quote you? Would people want to graduate from college and work for you? No. And yet that's the history of the New York Times. Covering up the Holocaust. If it couldn't get the Holocaust right. If it couldn't tell the truth about the Holocaust. And even today. It covers for Hamas. It covers for the Iran deal. It covers for the anti-Semite wing of the Democrat Party. Why are we to believe this newspaper? and all the other media outlets that follow. The Democrats know this. This is why they watered down their resolution. Did the Republicans water down their resolution when it came to Steve King? He was removed from every committee. But not Omar. Why? Because it's the same party that refuses to condemn Farrakhan. That's why. It's the same party that refused to condemn Keith Ellison and elevate him to the deputy chairman of the DNC. It's the same damn party that gave the Iranians $150 billion. But don't worry. Gerald Nadler's going to get to the bottom of Trump world. Don't worry. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The new congressional leadership is in town, but there's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't 
care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison. And the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution, and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do. And that includes Congress. And thankfully, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress, and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country. And you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. You know, the Democrats and their media hemorrhoids, they don't have any problem accusing the President of the United States of racism, even though he's not a racist, of calling him Hitler and Stalin and a fascist and a dictator and a white supremacist. No problem. They don't have a problem saying the most heinous things about the President of the United States. But when they actually have an anti-Semite in their midst... An open bigot. She's proud of it. All they're telling her to do is, shh, you can whisper this stuff, but be careful on how you say it. That's what they're saying on TV now. You got to be careful how you express yourself. It's not about expressing herself. She's telling the truth about her beliefs. They will not name her in this resolution. They're trying to impeach the President of the United States with phony investigations and what will be phony charges started on day one. But they won't expel this bigot. And the evidence abounds. Well, you got to protect her free speech. Nobody's saying she can't speak. This isn't one of those magnificent Arab slash Muslim countries in the Middle East. If you open your mouth too much, they cut your tongue out. No, speak all you want. And she does. I don't remember them giving this kind of deference to Joe McCarthy, and he wasn't a bigot. He was an anti-communist. He's an anti-communist. And I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. The question on the table this hour is, is CNN racist? What? Is Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, is he racist? Just a question. Now, why do I ask this question? Well, here's a story in The Hill. We actually saw this earlier, but it takes time to get to all this stuff, you know? Black journalist group places CNN on special monitoring list. Whoa. What's going on here? 
The National Association of Black Journalists, or NABJ, said today that it would place CNN on a special media monitoring list, citing a lack of black representation among the network's leadership ranks. NABJ said in a statement that its preliminary research showed that CNN has no black employees reporting to CNN President Jeff Zucker. Zucker must want it that way. He's the boss. It also showed that the news organization has no black executive producers, as well as no black vice presidents or senior vice presidents on the news side. Well, that's very diverse then, isn't it? Over there at CNN? What a joke. CNN disputed the group's finding that there are no black vice presidents on the news side, according to the NABJ, but the news network did not provide the name or position of the vice president or vice presidents, NABJ said. The NABJ said a four-person delegation sought to meet with Zucker, but that the CNN president refused to do so because of, quote, a personal issue between CNN and NABJ's vice president digital, Roland Martin. Stemming from Martin's participation in a 2016 town hall with then-Democratic presidential candidates Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Previously, former Democratic National Committee Chair Donna Brazile admitted, according to a Time essay, she inadvertently disclosed a town hall topic to the Clinton campaign that was part of Martin's research inquiry from the town hall. The NABJ statement reads, NABJ's request to meet was and is focused solely on CNN's diversity efforts, its results, and our strategic priorities as an organization, the statement continued. In other words, it has nothing to do with Roland Martin. Nothing. That's Jeff Zucker's excuse for not meeting with them. CNN said in a statement shared with The Hill that it was open to meeting with members of the group's leadership team, but said it would not be part of any meetings involving Martin. Well, the NABJ didn't say they'd be part of meetings with Martin. Who is despicable? NABJ said its next step will include further research and analysis on CNN's, quote, diversity, inclusion, and equity practices. The group also said it's calling for a civil rights audit to examine CNN's hiring, promotion, and compensation practices involving black employees. The group said that it, its delegation is engaged in very positive outreach with other media companies and has met or scheduled meetings with ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. Last year, former CNN morning anchor Soledad O'Brien, she's a left-wing kook, by the way, slammed the network and the cable news industry at large for what she said is a lack of diversity on the senior level. You know, whatsoever, in top executive positions, reporting to the president of CNN, that's not a lack of diversity. That's much worse than a lack of diversity. That's a disgrace. And it may well be discrimination over there at CNN. Can't wait to hear Don Lemon's take on this. Or Chris Cuomo, for that matter. Or Jake Tapper. Or Camarada. Or all the other lightweights. The criticism came after O'Brien reacted to a CNN report stating that President Trump did not have any African-Americans on his senior staff following the dismissal of former aide Amoroso Manigault Newman last year. Former Prentice reality show contestant was the most senior black person in the administration. She wasn't. She not, are they not aware of Ben Carson, who's a cabinet secretary? 
serving as director of communications for the Office of Public Liaison in terms of firing in 2018. Very terrible, but uh, walk me through the senior black staff at CNN Politics or CNN or, hey, I'll take cable news, O'Brien wrote in an August 2018 tweet. So, ladies and gentlemen, while CNN is leading the attack on Fox News and other news organizations for not sharing CNN's ideological left-wing agenda against Trump and for the radical Democrats. It appears CNN has been hiding a fact from its viewers and from the nation that CNN, according to this article and according to the NABJ, doesn't have a single black person in one of these top executive positions reporting to Jeff Zucker. I actually find that pretty damn amazing. Pretty damn amazing. Over there at CNN. Where there's absolutely no diversity. And don't tell me they hire people on merit. What a stupid bunch of clowns over there at CNN. White, black, brown, doesn't matter to me. Stupid, stupid, left wing, left wing. Can't tell me, oh, we're hiring people on merit. Only the finest journalists. They drag that fat slob Carl Bernstein on the program. Got to wheel him in in a wheelbarrow while he's eating uh, Hershey bars. We only have the finest, you know, like John Dean. Oh, John Dean. Oh, yes, he's our ethics expert. And don't forget Jeff Tubin, the Jeffer, sleazeball. And you know exactly what I mean, Tubin. You need your own analysis, and it's not a legal one. So there we are, ladies and gentlemen, CNN. Now, if I were one of the commentators on CNN, and if I were given to provocative statements, which, of course, I am not, I would say that CNN is kind of the David Duke of cable TV, wouldn't you, Mr. Producer? I mean, look around there in the executive suites. That door, that door, the other door, that door, don't forget that door. Look at that. Look at that. But they'll call Trump a racist every day. They need no reason whatsoever. They will spin what took place in Charlottesville to try and paint him as such a person when they know he's not. When they know he's not. This is CNN. What is CNN? This is CNN. No. This is not CNN. CNN is a lie. CNN pretends. Pretends to give you the news. CNN pretends to have diversity. In fact, one article, they said, well, look, we have Don Lemon there. He's, a, he's the only primetime host who's an African-American. He's also a left-wing kook. That's why he's there. Not because he's an African-American. He's a left-wing kook. Fits beautifully with the lineup. But when it comes to the executives, there's not one. Now, how many industries can say that? Seriously. How many companies? Large. This is a big company. This is a a media platform. This is a big company. 
Well, that's not true what the NABJ is saying about us. Okay, well, name one. The what? What? Name one. They didn't get back. They couldn't name one. Isn't that amazing? But they'll trash Trump. They'll trash other conservatives. They'll trash Republicans. You got Jake Tapper there. Arrogant SOB. You got uh, Chris Cuomo who keeps whitening his teeth. They're going to be uh, trans- translucent after a while. Look at that. I can see his tonsils. Very unpleasant thought. I want you to think about this. This network, CNN, is Democrat and liberal. Hello, Democrat and liberal. And not one black person in top management positions reporting to Jeff Zucker. Not one. I'm not into quotas. Don't get me wrong. But the white people they have there are stupid as hell. And they are leftists. And you can't tell me, you can't tell me they're all there on merit. You can't tell me they're all there on merit. They're stupid. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let's take a few calls, shall we? I think I shall. Mac, WPHT country. Go right ahead, my friend. Oh, Mark, so refreshing. And uh, as my com- as my comrade, as my comrade, the Navy SEALs would say, which I wasn't, but I was direct support. Who y'all? It's just irritating that this these egg sucking liberals, these establishment people that just want to ruin this president. They have nothing. They have nothing to offer, nothing constructive, nothing, nothing but destruction, nothing but a bank to take him out to ruin him. And it, it just irritates me. It, it, now, it, now, now, Mac, you know who this is aimed at, right? All the people who supported the president. When they call him a Nazi, they mean we're Nazis. When they call him a racist, they mean we're racist. When they call him a white supremacist, they mean we're white supremacists. When they call him corrupt, they mean we're corrupt. He's the foil. He's the one they attack, but they despise us. They hate us. And that goes for a lot of these rhinos in the Republican Party, too. And, and see, here's the thing, Mark. Here's the thing about it. That by doing that, they're exposing themselves. My only thing is I'm hoping that other, my, my fellow brethren would call in and make a stand and call them out on this. And then, and then serve them a newsflash, just like we just like we derailed Curry. We need to derail these people and get them out. Yeah, well, it's not going to be so easy because the people vote in these districts. You know, they voted them in. Well, well, Mark, listen to me. I called in on another program, and one lady, one yeah, lady, don't bore me with another program, please. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying this is the example. I'm about action. I'm about maybe forming a march or something. But if all my comrades would take an interest in this and let us... And Wait a minute. Let, what do you mean comrades? Who are the comrades? Fellow, fellow people that... Fellow no, no, people you mean fellow people. patriots, not comrades. Go ahead. Fellow, fellow patriots, fellow, fellow prior service members like myself yeah. that, are, that, are, that, are, that care about this country because first they want to destroy our military. So when the people that hate Trump, the people that hate us, the people that hate... But Mac, I was part of marches and rallies with the Tea Party, which was very effective at the time. But you're marching and rallying against people who don't care if you march and rally. And I think we should call upon our representatives now to use every power they have in the minority. Filing ethics complaints, filing resolutions, pushing back, doing everything they can 
to do what's necessary in the House of Representatives, not showing up for hearings, conducting their own hearings, throwing turds in the swimming pool, politically speaking, just as the Democrats did. Filing ethics complaints, just as was filed against uh, uh, Nunes. Have an outside group do it. It's time they fight. It's time they put on the brass knuckles and stop putzing around. Exactly, and we need to hold them accountable. And I just hope others, like myself, people that I serve with, and, of course, I speak for those that can't speak because some people I knew didn't come back. What do you say, America? Do it for us. Do it for people like you. All right. And, Mac, we all have to do it ourselves, too, as you well know, having done it. Thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue. Joanne, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. How are you? I'm well and good, Mark. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are the uh, how's our sanctuary city doing there in San Francisco? <laughs> I can't say that on the air, Mark. How's the idiot congressman from your district? What's her face? Uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately, I grew up in the same city as she grew up in, and I know more about her than I'd like to. She never grew up. She's always a child, as far as I'm concerned. Listen to she her had, stupid ideas. She had Potomac fever from the time she was seven years old, and she's never given up on it. No. They'll kill her one day. Just remember, anyway. Dad, just remember, Daddy was a big uh, congressman from Baltimore. He was mayor. He was mayor. He was the mayor. Yep. Mm-hmm. So for a while. Anyway, that's where she got the idea. That's where the power was, and that's why she got into politics. So. How about that big, dumb husband of hers, Paul? I don't know much about him. He's Nobody does. Kind of Isn't that funny? Why don't, we, yeah. why don't we treat him the way they treat Don Jr.? Why don't we look in every meeting this clown's ever had? Why don't we look in all his uh, financial activities? Why don't we do that to their family? Go ahead. That leads to the idea that I called to sound up against you and see what you what you think of it. First of all, if I were to get one of those, quote, subpoenas, unquote, or letters asking me for information, appearance before Congress, whatever it is, and so forth, I would be inclined to write back a letter saying I respectfully decline your invitation to participate in this because to do so would open me to self-incrimination, which is against the Constitution. Well, the only problem with that is if you're an innocent person, uh, you don't you're not going to incriminate yourself. If you're already under criminal investigation, you do plead the fifth and you say, no, you know, anything I say here can be used against me in the current criminal investigation. But you do raise an interesting point. They could do that as a matter of strategy, the whole group, just to avoid uh, testifying. On the other hand, um, yeah, you know what? Why not? Give it a shot. Give it a shot, because the the Constitution, you're right. You you correctly interpret it again and so forth. But what they do with it is wreck it. You know, they do anything they want to and then say, come and get me. You know, you think I'm wrong? Come and get me. I think what I would say, and I put it in a very careful way so the American people understand. In defense of the First Amendment, I plead the Fifth, because I know this is a show trial. That's the way I do it. Exactly. You're pretty good, Joanne. And I, I wish all the people that got these, 80, these 81 businesses, letters, organizations, whatever, that got that sort of stuff would would consider doing that because that would be one way to slow them down and you know, make them aware. I think, I think we should look into <clears throat> all the donors in the Nadler's campaign and see if there's any uh, quid pro quo. I think we should see what lobbyists he meets with. I think we want all that. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Good call. Chaim, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go. Yeah, I want to say, I think the Democrats are against. Uh Uh-oh. 
Well, Chaim, you got to make sure you don't hit the uh, hang-up button. Let's go somewhere else. How about Green Bay, Wisconsin? I love Green Bay, Wisconsin. You won't catch me there dead in the winter, but I love it. Ed, the great WTAQ, go. Hi, Mark. Uh, excuse my voice. I'm not feeling well, but um, I'm, I'm going to try to partially answer your question at the very beginning of your program. Um, what are we going to do? Um, I, I, I think that I agree with a lot of points that you've made. I think, I think uh, we have to organize in such a way that we talk to our members, our Republican members of Congress. Unfortunately, I can't talk to my member of Congress because he's a never-Trumper. Mm-hmm. But I can talk to a fellow named Sean Duffy, who is a, he's a good guy. Um, I know but, who he is. And, and I need to, uh, we need to tell them that as our country crumbles, um, the GOP is every bit as responsible for that as the Democrats are. And perhaps you disagree with that, but um, they're, not, they're not standing up to these people. I, I, I could not agree more. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. The Mark Levin Show, where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. You know... It's amazing. I do this job. I spend a lot of time on it. I'm involved in all the intricacies involving the show. Am I not, Mr. Producer? I'm involved in every piece of it. I want you to have the best broadcast possible, at least for me. Some days we succeed, some days we don't. Most times I like to think we do or we wouldn't have this audience. And we're expanding our podcast, too, which is also very important. I want all of our platforms to be running on all cylinders, and running hard. So we have terrestrial radio, AM and FM. We have our satellite radio friends. Of course, we have the Internet, and we have podcasting. So when people make decisions to promote other podcasts on my podcast, it's infuriating to me. It's not my job for these people to be carried by me so that you'll listen to them. I do my own podcast. I don't po- you know, advertise my podcast on somebody else's podcast. This is inside baseball, but you ought to know. So that's going to stop. 
Do you hear anybody promoting a podcast on my podcast? Stop listening to them. I never gave permission for that. The point of my podcast is so you listen to my podcast. Somebody else wants to listen to them too. That's fine. Listen to whomever you want. But I don't have to build all these other people up all the time. It's just, it's, it wears you out. All right. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. And you may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details. But you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. And when you leave your Internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I decided to take action, and you need to take action. I protect myself. You need to protect yourself from cyber criminals. I use ExpressVPN. It's the best. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your Internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. It is simple. And using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than 7 bucks a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN ironclad protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to learn more. You know, I owe you a fuller explanation. You're scratching your heads probably. I bring people on this program as substitute hosts because I think they're quality people and have a good message. And I think we have the best substitute hosts hosts in the business. Uh, And the last six months, they've really stepped up, uh, given the tragedies in our family that I've, I've dealt with. But a couple of years back, I had a substitute host, very good guy, was a local host. Was a good friend, wasn't he, Mr. Producer? Next thing I know, a competing company is syndicating against me. So I helped build this guy's career by exposing him to you. I don't mind that the guy's on radio. I don't even mind that he's syndicated. But I felt a little bit used by, you know, a friend. Same thing in podcasting. Podcasting is the wild, wild west. And I love it. I love it. It's real competition. It truly is. It's real freedom of speech with very few people in between. The podcaster programs this program, and you either listen or you don't. But don't ride on my shoulders and hold on to my back to get attention. Do it yourself. Be an independent entrepreneur, an independent broadcaster. That's what I'm talking about. So on my podcast, I'm not going to tolerate it any longer. People are people are, are, are promoting advertising on the program without even my permission. All right, I've talked about this enough. 
look, if I can't vent to you, who the hell am I going to vent to? You, the American people. You're my, my audience. You're my, uh, my audience family. So I tell you everything, or almost everything. Dave, Brooklyn, New York. Now, is it Dave or Chaim? Which is it? Yeah, I want to say, I think that the No, Democrats no, no, which is, what is your name, Dave or Chaim? Pro-Israel. No, what is your name? Dave. Well, Mr. Callscreener, why do you have Dave parentheses Chaim? Because I don't want my real name to be exposed. Well, now your real name's exposed. All right, sorry. You can call back later. Just call yourself Frank or something, okay? All right, Dave. Give it another shot. He didn't want to be exposed. I don't know what it means with the parentheses. Tamara, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Come on, let's get back into the groove here. Go ahead. Hey, baby. Thank you yes. so much, Mark. You are amazing. And there really is only one thing for us to do, and that is convention of states. This is the opportunity for we, the people. We don't need Washington. We don't need them in our lives. We, the people, have the constitutional right and duty to restore that constitution and self-governance and federalism. And personally, Mark, I like those odds a lot better than having to rely on somebody in, in the swamp thinking they're going to do it because Washington is never going to fix itself. We can see it. It doesn't matter who's in power. And I'll tell you what, this lurch left towards socialism Convention of States, man, this is the way to claim our uh, you're, you're exactly right, and I want people to know that I believe Arkansas became the 13th state to, sure to vote did. for a Convention of States, right? Isn't that right, Tamara? Uh, yes, sir, and uh, Utah could be next. Utah could be next and should be next, uh, considering uh, it's a solid state, even though it sent us the detestable Mitt Romney, who's a chameleon. But we can fix that with the Convention of States in Utah, and Utah is teed up. You're exactly right, Tamara. And the Republican Party in Washington hates it. The Democrat Party hates it. Big labor hates it. Big business hates it. And we love it. Thank you for your call, my friend. You're exactly right. She is right. Convention of States, it's a wonderful organization, too. You really ought to check them out. Really need to check. We're not going to get changes from Republicans in Congress. I mean, look, when it comes to a wall, the Republicans control everything. And fence, a moat, alligator. What are we going to do here? You know, and so they do nothing. Nothing. President of the United States is doing it, carrying it on his own shoulders. And what do we have? Phony libertarian constitutionalists. Well, we have a separation of powers issue here. No, we don't. And if we did, I'd be the first one to object. Well, you can't just pass a law and change the Constitution. They're not passing a law and changing the Constitution. They're saying in certain instances, when there's emergencies, the president can act. And, <coughs> excuse me, and Congress can reverse them. How does that violate the Constitution? Well, you know, he's appropriating funds. No, he's not. The funds have already been appropriated. They're sitting in accounts. He can move them around. Congress said so. Well, I just don't like this kind of legislating. No, you like open borders. That's better. And if they were real constitutionalists, they'd be standing up in Congress every day, Mr. Paul, Mr. Amash, and objecting to every single department and agency of the federal government. Is that what they do? Of course not. 
And so appalling is this law, apparently, that Mr. Rand Paul and Mr. What's his first name? Amash. Justin Amash. I don't mean to be rude. I didn't remember it. Justin Amash. All of a sudden, they know about the law. They didn't know about the law. All the years they've been in... I don't know. What's the law? I don't know. It's been used by Obama. Oh, George Bush. Oh, back to 1976. Oh, I didn't know. But now, it's unconstitutional. Now. Now, will Mr. Paul and Mr. Amash jump up and down? And what Mr. Nadler and Mr. Schiff are doing with our tax dollars? These phony oversight hearings that have no... No constitutional support. Bringing in somebody's children. Bringing in the executives that they worked with in the private sector. Bringing in their secretaries. It's not even Congress's job to look for crimes. That's the other branch of government. Well, you know, I believe in separation of powers. Let the courts uh, fix it. The courts have no role in this. None. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. this in a way that even the crackpot websites like Mediaite, Media Doesn't Matter for America and all the others can understand. And I'll speak slowly because I know they're a little, uh, they have a little problem hearing facts. They're ready to regurgitate their left-wing stuff. The greatest threat to our Constitution right now is not China, although China is a grave threat. It's not Russia, although Russia is a grave threat. It's not Iran, even though Iran's a grave threat. It's not North Korea, even though North Korea is a grave threat. It's the Democrat Party. You have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to understand that the Democrat Party is trying to destroy this presidency and forever change the way elections are treated and the way impeachment is handled. They've unleashed a criminal investigation against the President of the United States by pressuring Rod Rosenstein, Schumer did, to appoint a special counsel. And of course, Rosenstein being the gutless wonder that he is, after having recommended that the President fire Comey, then appoints a special counsel to investigate the President. He will go down in history as a complete buffoon. You have seen leaks from the top levels of the FBI. If it was done during a Republican administration, they'd be calling it Watergate. And yet the victim of this, the President of the United States, he is said to be Nixon, and his administration is said to be Watergate. President of the United States is trying to secure the border. The Democrats reject it. And there's so much that is taking place to try and destroy this presidency, overwhelm and burden this presidency. That is one-third of three branches of the federal government. And why? Because the Democrats lost an election. You know who interfered with this election in addition to the Russians? The FBI. You know who else? Our intelligence agencies. You know who else? The federal judges on the FISA courts. They interfered in our election. And they're still interfering with the next election. And they're interfering with our, gov- with our governance. <coughs> Excuse me. 
They're interfering with the president of the United States. Not for legitimate reasons, quite the contrary. Gerald Nadler is a greater threat to this country right now than Vladimir Putin. And I despise Vladimir Putin, unlike the code pink Republicans, of which I've never been one. Adam Schiff is a greater threat to our intelligence than the Chinese. The Democrat Party, the leadership, is a cabal of left-wing maniacs who will do anything to bring down this president because they're power-hungry, like Xi, like Putin, and like all the rest of them. They don't give a damn about the Constitution. Separation of powers. When Obama was in power, violated the Constitution, separation of powers on more than one occasion, including with DACA. I don't remember any hearings demanded by the Democrats. Do you? Of course not. They are a grave threat to this republic. A grave threat to this republic. Let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition. Is the winter weather beating you down? I mean, not in Florida, of course, but in other places all across the country. Are you too busy to eat healthy and find yourself grabbing fast food too often? Now, here's a fact. The older you get, the harder it is to stay healthy. Thankfully, this is America. And the free market came up with a better, easier solution. Wonderful entrepreneurs. It's called Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. It's as simple as putting one scoop in a cup of water, stir and done, and it's delicious. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. And they help boost your immunity using antidioxins, prebiotics, and probiotics. But don't take my word for it. Read all their five-star reviews, like this one from Kelly in Oregon. She said, I suffer from migraines and nutrition is important, but I absolutely hate eating vegetables. But thanks to Field of Greens, I have more energy, clearer thinking, and my migraines haven't been as bad. I'm just so grateful for this product. Folks, go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com. Get 15% off your first order just for trying it out. And use promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com, promo code LEVIN. BrickHouseLevin.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N. Larry, Evansville, Indiana, the great WGBF. Go. Thanks a lot, Mark. Uh, I think I uh, have a a good way to start combating uh, uh, some of the stuff based on your initial question at the beginning of the show. I think uh, individuals, and I just put it out there, uh, they should do anybody that's got an email capability in a printer, email them. Email Republican and Democrats, but email them. Print out your email, then send it to them. It's going to shut down their emails. It's going to block their mail system. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm just being realistic. If you're a Nadler and you're elected by really only Democrats and you're a Pelosi and you're elected by really only Democrats, you're from a one-party congressional district and you've been elected time and time and time again despite your buffoonery, they are not going to react to emails. I do not think we target them. I think we target the Republicans and we demand that they take aggressive action. And whether it's an ethics complaint against the chairman, the way an ethics complaint was filed against Nunes, so be it. 
Nadler has laid out a case, an unethical case, that he's using to try and bring down a president of the United States. And there is no reason they can't take action against that, in my humble opinion. Right. We should, we should target the Republicans as well, as I said. Take, take one month. I'm saying targeting the, the Democrats won't do anything. Right, right. And uh, uh, you request town halls. And if they don't respond, you don't have anything to show for it, meaning, meaning you, don't have any, you don't have any response. So therefore, you can verify that you can get a response. See, see, the problem is we're thinking traditionally. Town halls, marches, let's knock on their doors, send them emails. It's not going to work. I'm telling you what we need to do. We must demand that the Republicans take action that is available to them in the House of Representatives. The way that that uh, Adam Schiff went after Nunes. They should do the same exact thing to Adam Schiff. They should look at Jerry Nadler. They should be putting together the Republican minority staff. A, a brief, if you will, a memorandum, if you prefer. Laying out what he has done in order to try and undermine this president. They should lay out the case, Adam Schiff... With witness tampering, they should lay out the case and make it public. That's what needs to be done. Educating as many of our fellow Americans as possible. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Turns out Michael Cohen sought a pardon from President Trump through his attorney, and it was rejected. Now, this would help explain a lot, would it not, ladies and gentlemen? Michael Cohen went to the highest bidder. He'll tell the feds whatever they want to hear in the Southern District of New York. And let me tell you guys something in the Southern District of New York. You tough guys. Hiding behind your desks in the Southern District of New York. If you take on Trump, you're going to take on somebody who knows how to fight and will have the resources to fight you. And you're also going to take on 63 million of us. That sleazy, sleazy plea deal that you got from Cohen, including those two campaign issues. You're going to eat that one day. <laughs> 
as you try and turn conduct that isn't criminal into a crime. We have enough laws out there that have criminal consequences, fines, penalties, imprisonment. We cannot have the Southern District of New York manufacturing them. And by the way, you're so worried about non-disclosure agreements. How many non-disclosure agreements have been signed in the Southern District of New York? How many affairs are going on or have gone on among attorneys and others in the Southern District of New York? How many tax returns have been audited of the attorneys, paralegals, and the rest in the Southern District of New York? How many of you jerks? How many of you jerks would have a clean bill of health? Very few of you as you sit there and live two lives, personal life and a public life. We, the American people, we don't even know who the hell's running the Southern District in New York. We just sit here as observers. It's our country. We vote, and they try and undermine us. We don't even know who's doing it. Who is it in there? Then we look at Nadler. Nadler doesn't represent the people. He represents a left-wing congressional district created for him by the Democrats in Albany, New York. And he's going to tell us what obstruction of justice is all about. He's going to tell us about impeachment. He, this left-wing kook, out of some left-wing kook law school, never, expect, never accepted the outcome of the election. None of them did. And so the Constitution that they hate, they'll now try and use to wrap around the president's neck. But the president's just a representative of we the people. Now they want to destroy the Electoral College. Is there nothing they don't want to destroy? Let me put it in plain English. Is there anything they don't want to destroy? All about power. Look what they did to Kavanaugh. No due process. No presumption of innocence. You saw right there. Taking his high school yearbook. Using flatulence as an excuse to vote against the guy. He barely, he barely got the, uh, the confirmation. Look what they did to him. And we're going to sit here. Oh, Mr. Nadler is going to sit in judgment of the president. Those of you who didn't vote in the mid- last midterm elections. For those of you who set a pox on both your houses, you did this. You did this. You gave us these Democrats. You gave us these committee chairmen. And here we are. But look at this Republican, John Shimkus. It's his name. I didn't make it up. John Shimkus. I believe he's from Illinois. He's a rhino. And Bloomberg's very, very excited. That is the, the network. Representative John Shimkus, Republican, once issued a forceful rejection of climate science at a congressional hearing, invoking the Bible and declaring the earth will end only when God declares it's time to be over. But last month, in a turnaround, the Illinois Republican signed onto a letter with the top Republican of the House Energy and Commerce Committee that said prudent steps should be taken to address current and future climate risks. 
It's just not worth the fight anymore, Shimka said in an interview when asked about his changing stance. It's not worth the fight anymore, ladies and gentlemen. So he'll flip sides. This man is utterly contemptible and utterly useless. No principles whatsoever. None. No principles whatsoever. He's worried about his political life. I'm not. I hope he's defeated in some primary. That's all it takes. Have you heard of a single Democrat who said, you know what? I reject climate change, man-made climate change. Of course, the climate changes. But I reject man-made climate change, and that has any significant influence. So I will not join on. They never say stuff like that. Our guys fall over themselves. They slobber all over the place. Shimkus. Remember that name. It's hard to forget. But here's one that's interesting. Three Quebec radio stations are not going to play Michael Jackson's music anymore. Really? This from the Daily Caller, citing another news source. A fallout from the explosive HBO documentary, Leaving Neverland, has led three major radio stations in Montreal, Canada, to entirely blacklist pop icon Michael Jackson's music due to the documentary having raised serious allegations of pedophilia. According to Variety, Kogeko Media, which owns the three radio stations, announced this week that Michael Jackson's music will no longer be available due to sensitivity to their listeners. We're attentive to the comments of our listeners, and the documentary released Sunday evening created reactions, said a spokesperson. Excuse me, it should be a spokes-it. We prefer to observe the situation by removing the songs from our stations for the time being. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the evidence is fairly substantial that Michael Jackson uh, was molesting little kids. I'm sorry, the pedophilia. I'm sorry, that, that's, that's what's being alleged, including two who are now adults, male adults. And so I have a question for you liberals out there. Should we ban his music from the airwaves? Should all of his CDs be ripped out of Best Buy and these other stores? Should it be removed in all its form from the Internet? Because apparently, allegedly, these allegations of pedophilia are fairly substantiated. Should we do that? Should we rip his name? From signs? Now, that's what they wanted to do to John Wayne after one interview. One interview. Controversial interview. Don't get me wrong. Controversial interview. But it was really the exception to his character. It was the exception to his life. But he said what he said. And there's no tolerance for it. So we got to rip his name from an airport. We can't have his movies. We got to... I'm asking you... If Michael Jackson, who is accused of pedophilia, which is a lot worse than John Wayne's ever been accused of, I'm asking you if John Wayne, excuse me, if Michael Jackson should get the John Wayne treatment. Yes or no? I ask you liberals. 
I mean, should his music be banned on every radio station? Should his music be withdrawn from the Internet in all its forms? Should his music be removed from all the retail stores? Given the allegations that he, that he molested little boys. I'm just curious. And why isn't this getting more coverage? Because his name is not John Wayne? It's Michael Jackson? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let us go to Ron, Baltimore, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go! Thank you very much. Uh, if anyone yes. can address this, I'm sure you are the one who can do it. Me the too. The question is, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the, re- the question <laughs> is about this omnibus demand for documents that the uh, yes, Democrats yes. are trying to pull against all Trump, Mr. Trump, and all of his associates and so forth. It seems to me that this is exactly what the founders had in mind, or the framers rather, had in mind when they wrote the Fourth Amendment against unreasonable search and seizure. This is as unreasonable as it can be. Well, it's not, it's not a criminal investigation, so it doesn't fall under the Fourth. And uh, it's not the executive branch. <clears throat> it's Congress doing oversight. And where they are violating the Constitution or where they're weak is exactly that, oversight under Article 1. The per- Congress's job is to legislate. That's it. Whether it's appropriate, authorized, under that, uh, under that heading, but it's to legislate. It doesn't prosecute. It doesn't investigate for criminal violations or financial violations. Uh, that's not the job of Congress. And so there needs to be a strong case made, and I suspect the president will, uh, on behalf of his children, on behalf of his business partners, on behalf of himself, that we're more than happy to provide them with information related to my job as President of the United States. Uh, and even there, we're not going to give them conversations, transcripts of conversations that I've had with heads of state. That's my bailiwick. That's my purview. And it has nothing to do, again, with oversight responsibilities. But no, they don't get to attack my children. No, they don't get to attack my businesses. No, they don't get to attack and attack and attack for no reason other than to try and uh, take me out and also opposition research for the next campaign. So they have a strong, in my view, argument to make under Article 1. I've said this over and over, and uh, and I suspect that the president's lawyers know it. I sure hope that works out. I do, too. I mean, you know, you got the courts. Hey, those courts, go to court, go to court. I always hear conservatives say, take them to court, take them to court. Well, half the time or more, you don't get a particularly good judge or panel, if you know what I mean. Yep. So you get boxed in. All right, Ron. By the way, Ron, is it is it snowing in Baltimore? Right now, no. It did a couple of days ago, but right now, no, it is not. Are you expecting bad weather in Baltimore? I'm in Florida now. That's why I'm asking. Uh, I think uh, in a couple of days, yes. I believe like Friday, I think we're going to get it. No, oh, that sucks. I'm coming back over the weekend. All right, Ron. Thank you for your call, my friend. Look, if it were up to me, I'd stay in Florida. I'm not, it's, not, it's no secret. No secret. I love the snow when I'm not in it. I love looking at it when I'm not in it. I love looking at it on TV. I've had enough. I'm 61. I can't take it anymore. 
I don't know how people do it in Buffalo. I really don't. Oh, look, look, honey, there's four feet of snow. Let's make angels. What, are you out of your mind? Plus, I get, uh, what do you call it? Sick of, your, sick of being inside. Uh, Mr. Producer doesn't know what I'm talking about. Mr. Colson, sick of being, what do you call it? Home something or other. Cabin fever. There they go. You're right. I do. Not that I want to go anywhere, because I often don't, but I want to know that I can go somewhere if I want to go. There I am sitting there. My family and I. My beautiful. Look at the snow. Isn't it beautiful? No, I can't take it. After three inches, it's not beautiful. It's a hazard. Let us go to Nate in Palm Springs, California, the great KNWZ. Hello, Nate. Go right ahead, my friend. How are, how are you, with, uh, Mark? First of yes, all, yes. condolences on your par- on the loss of your parents. May their memories be a blessing to all that knew them. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate now, that. I wonder if you could, uh, and by the way, your show on Sunday nights, Life, Liberty, and Levin, yes, I sir. stay up late to watch it. And each one seems to be better than the one before. Thank you. If you know why? I get great guests, and I let them speak. Well, you do, a, you do an excellent job, but I wonder if you could explain something to me. I'm 83 yes, yes. years old. Really? Yeah, and I'm probably one of the few uh, Republicans in the state of California. Well, they, but, they, are, getting, they are getting a smaller number, but I think there's more than one. Okay. But go ahead. My, my question is this. Can you t- give me some kind of an explanation? Because I can't explain it. I don't understand it why the vast majority of Jews will vote for the Democratic Party when it is not the Democratic Party of our fathers and grandfathers. And you're Jewish, correct? Absolutely. Well, I get this question all the time, and it's a bit perplexing, and my answer is really the answer of Norman Podhortz, who wrote an entire book on this, and I agree with him, which is, not so much with John, but his father was a brilliant man, or is, and that's this. For secular Jews like secular Catholics who support abortion on demand like Cuomo and Pelosi and so forth, their religion really isn't their religion. Their religion is their politics. Their religion is their political ideology. And so first and foremost, Nancy Pelosi is a left-wing Democrat. Catholicism is way down the list. Uh, Chuck Schumer is a left-wing Democrat. Judaism is way down the list. Doesn't mean they don't go to synagogue or go to church. Doesn't mean they don't promote their particular viewpoints. But when it really comes to public policy, their values, their morals, their faith doesn't inform them. I'm not saying that when you're elected, you should be, I'm the Jewish so-and-so, I'm the Catholic so-and-so, I'm the Episcopal so-and-so. I'm not saying that. But these religions, they provide us with our moorings, right from wrong, good from evil, and so forth. And if you dismiss them, then you're a blank slate. Then you're a blank slate. And when you're a blank, uh, a blank slate, then you can support uh, post-birth abortion, a.k.a. infanticide. Then you can support the destruction of the freest, greatest society on the face of the earth. Then you can argue that you can compel individuals to bake a cake for uh, for a couple that's getting married with whom you disagree in terms of their uh, uh, their sexuality and so forth, then you can impose your will on other people. You see, one of the great things about this country is not just the Reformation generally, but the Reformation of 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 religion, whether it's Catholicism or Judaism or or, or some form of of um, uh, other religion. 
And in many respects, Islam has not gone through that. Some areas it has, with some people it has. Which is why you still have fundamentalists that apply Sharia law the way that they do. But a lot of other religions and a lot of other people, have, they've gone through this. The lessons learned from history, the lessons learned from the Reformation, the lessons learned from our value system that we get mostly from religion and so forth. Not everybody, I'm just speaking in in broad terms with a broad brush, they're lost on the left because they're obsessed with power, they're obsessed with control, and their religion is their ideology. That's the best answer I can give you. All right, my friend, and I appreciate your call, Nate. Enjoy Palm Springs, another beautiful area. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Well, the Washington Compost is fully in the corner of anti-Semite Ilion Omar. In recent moments, it's had at least three headlines in her defense, like this one from six hours ago. Democrats' criticism of Ilion Omar suggests little room for diversity on Israel. One more time. This has nothing to do with Israel. It has to do with Jews and a fundamentalist Muslim from Somali. The child of two immigrants from Somalia. Who is a Muslim attacking Jews. I know that the Washington Post will lie to you. I know the other media outlets will lie to you. But that's exactly what she's doing. And so the Washington Compost will talk about APAC. It'll talk about Israel. But it won't talk about what's taking place here. One of the first two Muslim women elected to the House of Representatives is one of the first two who are anti-Semites, along with the other one. Now, the Washington Post has gone soft on Farrakhan. It went soft on Keith Ellis, and it's gone soft on anti-Semitism. And so, you should reject the Washington Post. It's a propaganda sheet. It's a propaganda sheet. Like you should reject the New York Times. You don't know if you're going to get the truth from the New York Times. Somehow... Over a multi-year period, it missed the Holocaust. And more than that, these publications do not deserve your support. They are disreputable. And there's the Washington Post defending Ilhan Omar because she's a leftist who hates America. That's all. It's that simple. Democrats' criticism of Ilhan Omar suggests little room for diversity on Israel. First of all, their resolution is a joke. It doesn't even mention her. So the perpetrator, the perp, is not even mentioned in their draft resolution. Secondly, 
This is not about the diversity of views on Israel. The Democrat Party is growing and growing in its hostility for Israel, but that's not even the point that we're talking about. It's got a wing that is anti-Jew, and it says so. Why should we hear what this woman has to say and accept what she's saying as her belief system? We don't need filters from the Washington Compost to tell us what she does or doesn't mean. We hear them ourselves. We know what she is. She's a hater. Meanwhile, you have Zudi Jasser out there, who's a magnificent example of an, a, 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 an American patriot who is Muslim and the idiot governor of Arizona. He puts in McSally because McConnell tells him who to put in. And he could have put in Zudi Jasser, who would have been the first Muslim in the United States Senate and a patriot and a naval vet. But that was too much for the idiot governor of Arizona. He couldn't handle it. And I'm sure the media would have played up Zudi Jasser as a magnificent example of Islam, Americanism, patriotism. Of course not. They would have tried to destroy him as they try to destroy blacks who are conservatives, Jews who are conservatives, Latinos who are conservatives, you name it. Oh, and white people who are conservatives. May I say, we allowed to say that anymore, Mr. Producer? You know, a recent study shows Americans are sleeping less than ever, even though lack of sleep ruins your performance and impacts your relationships. It's time to improve every aspect of your life. And I mean it by getting the best sleep of your life on a brand new set of bowl and branch sheets. They are the softest, most comfortable, 100% pure organic cotton sheets anywhere. Hundreds, thousands of Americans sleep better thanks to Boland Branch. And they're the only sheets loved by three U.S. presidents. God knows how many senators and congressmen. But the point is they're loved by hundreds of thousands of regular Americans. All their products, from the signature soft sheets to the cozy throw blankets to their plush towels, are made the right way, not the easy way. They're naturally derived products made with the highest level of craftsmanship. And every purchase comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. Now try that with any other set of sheets. A 30-day risk-free trial. Plus get $50 off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping at bowlandbranch.com, promo code MARK. Bowl, B-O-L-L, and branch.com, promo code MARK. Get 50 bucks off. I want to strongly encourage you to try this. There's no risk. There's a 30-day risk-free guarantee. I mean, that's a big deal. Nobody else does that because nobody else trusts their sheets the way Bowl and Branch does. That's B-O-L-L, bowlandbranch.com, promo code MARK. And get that $50 off on your first set of sheets, and I know you're going to enjoy them too. Well, let's see. Let's see if I can pull up my call screen here. Hold on now. Hold on now. Whoa, there it is. Let's go to Bruce, St. Pete, Florida, on Sirius Satellite. Go on. Go right ahead, please. Bruce, you're on the air. Go right ahead, please. Bruce, are you there? Hello, Bruce. All right, forget Bruce. Mitchell, New York, New York, the great WABC. Go. Yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to thank you so much 
as the, 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 the person you are, constitutionalist. What are you eating there, by the way? Oh, God. My, my, I, I, I'm sorry. I, what are you I, eating? I, I'm I just, just curious. I'm hungry. What are you eating there? An, an amazing salad that I was just given. Oh, my God. Who the hell wants salad? No, I'm sorry. I have to have salad. I'm Why? Oh, I'm don't say fat. that. Well, you no. just got to eat. You got to chest. Nah. Look, I shouldn't talk. My wife's laughing right now. But <laughs> just just eat food. You know, don't overdo it. But you can still eat food that you like. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> you don't want to get salmonella or anything. No, you know, I get I'm... salad and I put a ton of uh, Thousand Island on there. And my wife says, what are you doing? I said, I'm put, I like Thousand Island. So, well, you just destroyed the whole point. I said, exactly. I know. Yeah, I know. Mr. Levin, it is yes, such sir. an honor to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I am a, a small red dot in a sea of blue, and it's, it's very difficult for Oh, you're me. not that small. You're eating salad, you just told me. <laughs> it's so, you got so a good funny. laugh, by the way. Yes, well, go right ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all right. I, I just wanted to know, you know, in my experience, I, I was always in the commercial lending industry yeah. in New York City. And the way I became successful was to sit back, shut up and listen to those with greater knowledge than I. And I even yeah. even have very good English. See. Most people would say greater knowledge than me, but I is correct. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and I sat back and I took in what they said, and because of what they said, I became a better businessman, a better right. individual, etc. Right. And now I am looking to you uh -oh. as, the as, as the constitutional professional that you are, the knowledge that you have, about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Sir, what do we do? Oh, we, yes. are, we, are, we are being taken There's from no... Look, look, Mitchell. I get this question three times a night. People want easy answers. There are no easy answers. This is a soft tyranny that's getting worse and worse and worse. Our Constitution, in many respects, has been rejected many respects, we live in a post-constitutional period. Um, you have a Congress. We have checks and balances. We have separation of powers. But when the checks and balances are more and more degraded, and separation of powers is more and more degraded, and you rely more and more on the courts, which are heavily populated by liberal activists, you can see we're kind of boxed in. Now, people talk about Article 5 Convention of States. This is a crucially important way to address this. This is what the framers of the Constitution and the ratifiers of the Constitution left us. But people don't want to learn about it. People don't want to embrace it. I mean, millions do, but not, not enough. Because this is how we rise up in a legitimate constitutional way to get our government back. But people want easy answers. They think you just vote, it's an easy answer. Or you write a letter, it's an easy answer. Or you march, it's an easy answer. None of that's going to work. Mr. Libyan, even even the vote, people don't understand today. We are not a democracy. We are dem a democratic republic where every state has the right, an equal oh, but, right. But in many respects, we're not even that anymore. 
you have you have this administrative state that I've been talking about. People call it the swamp. This massive bureaucracy, and that's why I kind of laugh at these at, at Amash and uh, and Rand Paul and some of the others talking about, hey, that National Emergencies Act that really violates the Constitution. No, what violates the Constitution is this massive fourth branch of government that passes laws every day, that raises the cost of living every day, that actually puts people in prison every day, and nobody elected them, and Congress delegated their power to them, and they sit there in the executive branch, and even the executive branch under a Republican president can't control them. Under a Democrat president, they get behind his or her agenda, but not under a Republican president. So the system we have today would be unrecognizable by the framers of the Constitution. And we even have a lot of conservatives who support it and or, or won't fight hard for it. Look, what do you think the Never Trumpers are all about? These are guys that write articles, write books about the apocalypse coming. And in many ways it is. And then when you have a president who's trying to do something about it, they attack him because he's not like Mitch McConnell or Jeb Bush. These people live a lie. They write a lie. They speak a lie. <coughs> But check out Article 5 Convention of States. Thank you, Mitchell. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Do you wish that double chin would just disappear? Are those bags and puffiness getting a little worse every day? Just listen to Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas. I put that jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. That is the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young, and I'm blown away. Well, folks, with Genesel's natural activates and a pure antioxidant base, no chemical scents, no pharmaceutical preservatives, it's the clean luxury your skin deserves every day. Now, here's the thing. Click or call right now, and the Genesel Drawline treatment is yours absolutely free, just for ordering the classic Genesel plant stem cell therapy for bags and puffiness. Right now, call 800-SKIN-604. It's that easy. 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. With Chaminade's 100% money-back guarantee. 100%. You only have the bags and wrinkles and the double chin to lose. Call now while three-day shipping is still free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com, that's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, or 800-SKIN-604. Lou Carrera. Most of you are saying, who the hell is Lou Carrera? Good question. He's another liberal kook. Democrat from California, which is why he's on CNN today. Somebody really needs to see the kinds of guests that show up on CNN all the time. They choose their guests to say what they want them to say. Are Ilhan Omar's comments anti-Semitic? Ask Allison Camarada to Representative Lou Carrera. Cut 14, go. Do you see her comments as anti-Semitic? You know, I can't speak for my colleague. She's elected by her own constituents. She has to respond to them. I respond to, respond to my constituents. And uh, my perspective is... Uh, hey, I dummy, find... dummy. You're rambling on like a dummy. That was not your question. 
He can't say that she's an anti said This is what's unbelievable. And the Washington Post is out there with a bunch of headlines defending her or excusing her. Go ahead. Do my job. I'm accountable to my constituents. I present my constituents. Um, and so... People have different opinions as to what's going on. That's not my opinion. I but, work but hard. Your, I, I understand, of course, but is it your opinion that, that those comments sure. are offensive? Well, you know, I wouldn't have made those comments, okay? I don't speak in that tone. Uh, I understand that people have different perspectives. Uh, but at the end of the day, my job is to represent my constituents, yeah. and that's what I do day in and day and, out. And do you think that she should be stripped of her committee position? Uh, that's not my job to strip <laughs> anybody of her position. He, I'm dumb as a doorknob. I don't know how I got here. I got elected. I don't know how I got here. But here I am. It's not my job to strip anybody of anything. It's not my job to call out somebody. It's not my job. Now we have Ten Lu, another mental patient, California MSLSD. Cut 15, go. Before I let you go, Congressman, I have to ask you about this resolution Whoa. that will be brought up tomorrow related to anti-Semitism uh, and, as you know, related to Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. How do, you, how do you plan to vote? Have you decided? I have. We should condemn all forms of religious bigotry, whether it's against Muslims or whoa, Jews. Whoa, 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 whoa. But it wasn't against Muslims or Jews. She's an anti-Semite. Why do they have to water this down and dumb this down constantly, ladies and gentlemen? You know why, and so do I. Go ahead. I intend to vote yes on this resolution. Congressman Omar was not singled out in this resolution. Should she have been, in your view? No. I read the resolution. It is a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. That's why I'm going to vote and support it, because we should condemn... So if it was a resolution condemning the anti-Semite, he wouldn't have voted for it. I don't know how many more times I can express this. The Democrats put party first country and everything else second that's what's going on here the washington compost is a rag that's why i call it the compost it is a liberal rag for the democrat party the new york slimes is a liberal rag for the democrat party both of them as i speak to you this evening making excuses playing down omar's comments both of them just as they have never really directly taken on Farrakhan in a consistent and compelling way. The Democrat Party has a poison a, that is spreading, and so do the media. The media, too. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, law enforcement at every level of government, and you, the great patriots out there. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Check out our Levin TV tonight. It's really good. God bless.